Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail, and I am so excited because today we have a multi-passionate entrepreneur who is primarily an elopement photographer. She is based in New Hampshire, and her name is Kelsey Converse. Welcome to the podcast, Kelsey. Thanks, Megan. So Kelsey and I have been like Instagram friends for years. She was one of the photographers that I kind of mentored or we had a mentorship phone call back in 2020 when the pandemic hit and I was doing a bunch of mentorship phone calls and her business has been doing awesome. And I'm so excited to kind of share her story and how she even became an elopement photographer. She kind of has like an interesting backstory, kind of like me. So Kelsey, why don't you fill us in on what your life was like? prior to entrepreneurship and how you ended up making that transition. Yeah. I feel like the cool part about stories is everyone has a different one and like leading up to where we are now, there's so many little things, but I'm not going to get into all the little things, but long story short, I used to work in the corporate world and I worked for pretty big names, but while I was working in that corporate world, I was traveling a ton, which was honestly my favorite part. The only part I liked about corporate. And I was traveling a ton and I was taking lots of photos with my iPhone. And I was like, I need to get a camera. So I got a camera. I had no idea how to use it. (laughs) So then I started taking classes and I just became absolutely obsessed with it. I just became obsessed with trying to learn like landscape photography and architecture and just kind of sharing the stories because before really photography, I had a travel blog. So I became obsessed with travel photography. I took classes. I really started getting into it. That was 2016 where that all happened. And then in 2018, uh, my friends started getting engaged. And so they were like, oh, can we take some photos? And I was like, sure. I have no idea what I'm doing. I took their photos. I had Pinterest up. I showed them Pinterest. I was like, here, do this pose. And I was like, wow, I'm so good. (laughs) But then I also was like, I should probably take a portrait class. So I just, I love, it's funny because I was never a school person, but I love learning now so much. And so I took a lot of different classes in the Boston photography workshops and I I just loved them there. So that's kind of where photography began. But then I was so burnt out in corporate. I hated it. It was just, it was just not for me. The company culture just, it drained me. And some people are really good at like leaving it at home. And I just, I wasn't, I couldn't do it. So I knew my husband and I were going to go backpacking. It was a long-term plan of mine. I've always wanted to do it. And I was like, this is the time. So I knew I was going to go do that. And I was going to quit before then, but I couldn't wait. So at the end of 2018, I gave my notice. I had no plan. I knew that I loved photography, but I also loved a lot of different things. So my aunt owned a gym. So I was like, all right, I'll try photography. I'll try working at a gym. I also love bed and breakfast. So I was like, maybe I'll go go work at a bed and breakfast. I was just really open to exploring everything, honestly. So I left, but I also left with a good, I was good financially. So I Mm -hmm. knew that I could like live without making any money for like two years. So I'd save oh, dang. a ton. So you saved up a lot. Then. I saved up a lot. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that I was good for the trip and then also making sure that I could pay the bills. So I had been planning this for a long time. So basically, yeah. So when I left, I 
actually went out to Colorado mm. and I did some shoots there and I really just felt more in love with photography and I started second shooting and I started doing workshops and I started doing the mentoring and I was helping a little bit with the gym but I took 2019 to just grow and learn as much as I possibly could and just go full force into it and then eventually it just skyrocketed by the end of that year and then in 2020 we all know what happened but I left me and my husband left and we left for Southeast Asia and we were going to go for your big backpacking, backpacking trip yeah yep, for the big backpacking trip we got two months in we got sent home but because we were supposed to be gone until August I didn't book anything until August. So I kind of, I was really open. And I knew also that when I came home, I wanted to completely transition my business to adventure elopements. But we actually wanted to move out West. So when we came home, my husband was looking for jobs out there. We were like planning on it. But with COVID, everyone in New England was trying to just get married. And then elopements became a thing. And so when I came home in March, to be quite honest, I was pretty depressed. Like my long-term dream came to a halt and it was really, really sad. And when I am just in a dark place, I just work. And so yeah. that's what I did. I just, every single day, I just worked night and day on my business and transitioning everything to elopements. And I just went full in. You committed. I committed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everything was there. So yeah. And then in, I think in May was my first ever elopement. Oh that was, gosh. that was like my first <laughs> elopement of 2020. I had done one like previously, but I did it for a fa like a friend of a friend. I did it for them for free. They were incredible. But my like first true elopement was in May of 2020. And you were hooked. And I was hooked. I was like, <laughs> I do not want to do anything else. This is it. Yeah. And then it just went from there. I hired a mentor. I did a mentorship with you. I just, I was absolutely obsessed and having people to kind of hold me accountable and just kind of push me through made me skyrocket. So in 2020, because I was kind of the only one really only focusing on elopements and there were definitely elopements happening, but everyone was charging like $800. So I also started $800. And then I ended 2020, I think I was starting at 3200 So in a matter That's of amazing. like five months, I went from 800 to 3200 Yeah, in New <laughs> Hampshire. In New Hampshire, yeah. We should talk about how, because I remember our phone call and I remember you asking me like, is it possible to do elopements full time on the East Coast? Because really, yeah. you know, you see all these amazing photos and they are in Colorado and they're in Moab and they're in Yosemite and all these destinations. And I was like, I am absolutely sure people want to elope in the East Coast. I didn't experience that market myself, but yeah. I just knew that like you'd be a big fish in a little pond kind of thing because you're the only one. Yeah, you're the only one doing really like all day adventure type elopements in the White Mountains and stuff like that. So talk about that. Was that scary to like niche down to New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah, it definitely was, especially because like so many other photographers dreams, my dream was to do destination. Like I love to travel, but I felt like it would be so much easier to start in one place and then eventually expand. Yeah. And so with New Hampshire, it was definitely hard because 
yeah, no one was really doing it. And again, if they were doing it, it was just a quick one to two hours. No one really understood it. And so what I did is I just tried to educate. And it was really cool because everyone who started reaching out to me, they just kept telling me I knew what I didn't want, but I didn't know what I wanted until I found you. And that's when I knew like the whole education aspect of it was really important and just showing people what they could do, you know? Totally. And so, yeah. And then, I I mean, New England is so beautiful. We have so much beauty in every single state here. And I think a lot of people would go out west because that's where they would see it. And no one was really promoting it or showing how beautiful their date could look here. So it's been amazing and really rewarding to show and help people here in New England and also really anywhere on the East Coast that they can do a destination here on their side of the U.S. And your fall colors out in New England, I'm so jealous of them. There's like nothing like it. People come out here for fall colors and I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) New England's where it's at. There's like reds, oranges, yellows, like every color combination you could think of, you know, and out here, yeah, aspen trees are beautiful and they turn yellow, but I don't know. There's just something about the fall colors out there that's, and I know that's your busiest season is the fall because of that. So cool. So You said you wanted to travel, but you focused on New Hampshire, which was an excellent strategy because, you know, you want to focus on one location and branch out. That's perfect. But you have traveled a bunch. You've done a few really cool destination elopements. Where were those? Tell us about those because I know it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I've done Switzerland. I've done two places in Italy. So I did Lake Como in Sicily. I've done Montana. I've done San Diego and California. And I also, so I specialize in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, but I also specialize in Acadia National Park in Maine. So I've kind of branched into two different locations. I love destinations because I love to see the world. I love to document couples' travels and journeys. And it's something that really, I'm really passionate about. However, I also really just like love traveling for me. And so that's one thing where it's kind of shifted and why I haven't like pushed so much destination. I'll definitely do some per year in places that I feel really inspired by and that make a lot of sense. Like I'm not a Caribbean person, so I would probably send those to someone else who likes the Caribbean mm-hmm. <laughs> where I like want the mountains and I want to be in nature. But in New Hampshire and Maine, I feel really comfortable with. And I know that when someone hires me for that, I can give them the best experience because I'm not just helping with their day. I'm helping them plan their trip and know the areas. And I have a really good relationships with all the vendors up here. So it's just a better overall experience. And honestly, it's a lot easier for me. Yeah. Whereas like destinations, you know, if you've never been there before, it is hours and hours of research and you have to go a few days before and actually like see the places and scout Mm -hmm. and find the vendors and do it's just it's so much more work it's a lot of work (laughs) it's a lot and I don't think anyone I think people glamorize it so much Mm -hmm. and I've just chosen that it doesn't align with my goals my goal is to like be able to travel freely and everyone travels very differently too so it's just, yeah, this is kind of just aligned with the vision of life that I have. That's amazing. I love everything that you said because, 
Yeah, it's glamorized to like go to all of these really cool places, but that is exhausting. It eats into your profits. It's tiring. Whereas, and you're probably serving people better in New Hampshire and Maine because you know those places like the back of your hand, because you have a network there of vendors that you love, you know? So it gets to be easy because you've put in so much work understanding how to plan elopements in these places, which is so key. And a lot of people forget about that. And then we should circle back to the fact that because you run such a successful kind of local business that is profitable, that's easy for you, streamlined, you know, that you do get to travel a ton on your own. Will you please list all the places you've been in 2023? Because it's like a laundry list, you guys. And like Kelsey and I have conversations where I'm like, girl, I am so jealous of you. You're like, bebopping all over the world and she's like well I'm jealous of you because of your coaching business so like we are we are both jealous of each other but yeah tell us everywhere you have traveled for personal time not for work well you can throw in Switzerland and Italy in there but yeah for personal travel because it's a bunch Yeah. So I'm a big believer in trying to do the things that you love and like the business is a means to do that, right? Like that is why I work and why I make money. Yes, I love what I do, but it truly is to be able to fund (laughs) my life and my goals. But this year, because honestly of 2020, I feel like I was missing that bug and I haven't really been able to take advantage of travel for a few years now. And so this was my year of yes. Mm. And so I went to a lot of bucket list places. So I started the year in Patagonia. It was incredible and like the perfect way to start the year. And then I went to India, which that was another big bucket list place that I had. I did a yoga retreat, which was so much fun up in the Himalayas. And then I had an elopement in Switzerland and then in Italy. And one thing to note with the travel aspect of it and really with any part of my business is I try to clump everything together. So even when I go to Acadia, it's a five hour drive for me. So it's 10 hours total. And so what I do instead of going back and forth is I book one and then I block out about seven to 10 days and I book as much as I can during those seven to 10 days. And so when I had booked my Switzerland elopement, I knew that I was going to be there for at least a few weeks because I wanted to take advantage of being there. And then I ended up booking an Italy elopement just a few, like two weeks after. So I spent three weeks in Europe by myself pretty much. And it was so much fun. And I did Switzerland, Liechtenstein, Wales, and then Italy before I came home. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. And then my husband and I went to Greenland, which was also a huge bucket list trip for me. I really wanted to go. And then Norway. Oh, so cool. It's like all the coolest spots, I feel like. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it's been the best year. It really has been. It's been so rewarding and so much fun. Yeah. And I feel like you're such a good example of exactly what you said, which is you, you have a vision for your life and your business is supporting that vision. It's not ruling your life. It is definitely the thing that's allowing you to live life on your terms, which is so cool. And like you've prioritized travel, you know, you've prioritized a business that serves your couples very well. And now you're able to branch out because your business is so well and is kind of like running on autopilot a little bit, right? So now you've been able to branch out into a few other things. So let's chat about those. What are those other things, Kelsey? (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I can't do one thing, as you can probably tell in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started mentoring last year and I, I fell in love with it. I've done a couple of workshops, one by myself and two with one of my good friends. And so I'm starting my coaching business and yeah. that is really, and thank, thankfully for Megan, <laughs> helping, <laughs> helping and guiding me along the way, because it's a lot, it's a lot of work, but also so much fun and so rewarding. So I have my coaching business. And then I also just bought an A-frame that I am kind of diving into the real estate world and doing Airbnb. So that's that. all happened. And I, and I also expanded into a team <laughs> this year. Yeah. So this year was, it, it was crazy, but it was, it's been a lot of learning and a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been a big year for you. A big year of a lot of wins too, because your coaching business has done great. I mean, you pretty much, yeah. when did you start? January, kind of officially with it launching? Yep. And you've done a couple, like you've really, a, a lot of your programs really focus on burnout. Yeah. And I had two different versions. So like part one was all about kind of the client experience and kind of the foundational piece of your business. And then right now my coaching program that's happening right now is all about like marketing and scaling your business. But it's all revolved around trying to build like a sustainable business that hopefully will allow you to avoid burnout because I don't feel like anyone should go through it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, we've both experienced it and it's just the worst. It's truly the worst. So you got burnout from corporate. Yeah, I so in corporate, I burned out because I didn't feel the passion for work. And I also knew like um, I my dad is like the hardest working person in the entire world, but he works like and his life is revolved around work. Mm -hmm. And I knew from a very young age that I didn't want that for myself. And so when I was in corporate and I had my boss tell my manager that I can't leave at 530, like that means I don't have enough work. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. And I think I'm going to start looking for another job. <laughs> like I that's, mean, that's crazy. like your stopping time, right? 100%. That's why corporate and I did not align. It was just, it's, it just was not the life that I wanted. So that really made me kind of burn out there. But I had a burnout year with photography as well in 2021. I had never experienced something like that before. And what made it so difficult was social media is wonderful. It also can be really tough because you're looking at people and you really have no idea what you're doing, but you're looking at different photographers that you look up to. And the people I was looking up to were talking about how they were shooting every single day and that they were booked up until December. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's what I have to do. Yeah. So I just took everything and I was shooting. I just remember that October, I think I shot like 26 out of the 31 days. And some oh people can do that. Some people can do that and be great. I can't. I was so tired. I was so overwhelmed. It felt like routine to me. And that's not why I became an entrepreneur. Like I love photography because it's different and every couple's different. And it was really hard. So I ended that season being like, I can never let this happen to me again. And I am going to figure it out. And then I'm going to help other people do the same. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I burnt out in 2019 doing the exact same thing, just overbooking myself. And part of that too, I think is we need money and we're ch- not charging enough, <laughs> you know, we're not making enough profit. So even though we're super busy and crying and want to pull our hair out and sad and depressed and trying our best, but like, we still are kind of broke too. <laughs> and totally. it's no way to live. And I mean, I do the same thing where I try to teach people like to avoid that stuff and to not look at people on social media who are like, oh, I have a triple header wedding weekend, or I'm booked back to back to back to back and all that stuff and see that as success. Because for me, I did the same thing. I just overbooked myself because it seemed like that was the thing to do. That was the thing that made you cool. And it's not, <laughs> it's not no. the flex we all think it is. <laughs> no. And, and the thing is too about that is that most of the time they're just sharing a very small piece of it, right? Like mm-hmm. they might have one triple header for the whole month. Yeah. And then they could just take those three in one week weekend and then have the next three available. But people who are newer don't know that. And they're not telling people that. And I think that's what's so important for anyone out there, like starting their own business is it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Like it has to just be what is going to make you happy and what makes sense for you. And everyone also has different financial goals and everyone has different financial needs too. Some might have a big house, some might have a small house and little expenses. So I think it's it's just really important that we kind of just focus on ourselves and not look at everyone else for success. Totally. I mean, I remember also in 2020, I made like gross 138K, which sounds really awesome. And I was really proud of that, but it still wasn't affording me the lifestyle I wanted because of my student loans. And I've had other people who are like single and you know, living in a high cost of living area and they go full time with elopements and I help them make six figures and they're like, I still feel broke. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) we need to get you hitting like 200K at least, you know, like let's work on this because yeah. And and some other people, six figures gross would be freaking amazing for them. And yeah, we just don't know what everyone else's situation is. Like if they have somebody helping them with bills or not, there's just so many factors at play, but that's the cool thing about entrepreneurship is really digging deep into what you want and what success looks like for you. But yeah, a lot of people, they don't know to think about those things or consider those things or do something that seems out of the norm because it works for them. Like it's hard for them to do things other than what they see on social media. So yeah, let's talk about like, what is your favorite thing right now? Because I think it's coaching, right? Like, don't you just love coaching? Oh, her eyes just got so big and excited. Uh, It's so hard because they're all so different, but I love everything for different reasons. I honestly, like I, I, I love coaching and I remember this is the craziest story and I probably will get judged by the story, but that's okay. But when I was in corporate, I like went to this event and there were life coaches there and I was like, I need a life coach. (laughs) Someone help me. Someone tell me what to do. And I literally had this like 15 minute chat with this woman and she just asked me questions. And one of her questions was like, what do you see yourself doing? And I told her, I see myself helping people fulfill their dreams. 
I didn't even have my dreams fulfilled, but I, that's what I told her. That's like, that's what came out. And so photography is so beautiful because I'm giving people memories and I love the relationships I build with these couples. And it's, it's so, it's such a gift. Yeah. And that is fulfilling their dreams for the couples. Yes, for sure. For sure. But then coaching, it's, it's something that you, I mean, you know, you just can't really explain it to see someone share their wins and their excitement and their joy and their progress and allowing them to fulfill things that they never knew was even possible. It's so rewarding. And I have really fallen in love with it this year. And it's definitely where my passion is currently. Yeah. That's what's so cool about entrepreneurship, though. I mean, you go into these things and you know, you have this goal to be an elopement photographer and like, who knows where that's going to take you. When I quit my vet job, I didn't think I was going to be hosting a podcast, you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yes. like, think your, your energy just brings you to these things and you're like, oh my God, I love this. I have to pursue this. And that's kind of what's so cool about having all these open doors when you kind of quit your corporate job and you do get to put yourself out there, put your feelers out and see what are these things that I just love. And it's photography for you. You were on that whole journey where you became this photographer and now it's teaching other photographers how to build their businesses without burning out. And then it's property management now with your adorable A-frame. Like I am also wanting to do the whole Airbnb thing. There's just no limit. You can just keep going. And it's so cool. Do you have any like big wins that you want to share from your coaching students? Okay, this is probably my biggest win for me. One of my students, Mel, is a very successful wedding photographer. She's like a luxury wedding photographer right now. And she's almost trying to go into like the luxury outdoors wedding photography. Ooh, okay, yeah. But she didn't know that when she first started. And I think this is why this is like the biggest win for me is because she came into it kind of lost and very burnt out. She was a teacher, she left and now she's just doing photography full time. But she came into the program not knowing what it was going to turn out to be. And now she has direction. She has exactly what she's moving towards. She's getting a blogger. She's going to start doing styled shoots. I think she's taking four or five months to go travel Southeast Asia. For me, that's success. Like money is such a beautiful thing and it definitely allows you to do the things that you want. But to have someone get clarity over the direction of their life when they're feeling so lost and for me to be able to like help guide them into that, I think that's my biggest win right now. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And it is so rewarding. I've heard it and I've described it as like people have all these swirling thoughts in their minds and they're up there. They know kind of what they want, but they can't really like grasp them. And then having like somebody help them actually kind of put pen to paper and figure out, oh yeah, this is exactly what I want. And this is the steps and the strategy that I can take to achieve that thing. Like it's super freaking powerful. And sometimes you do need someone from the outside to pull that out of you, you know, because yeah. we're wrapped up in all the everyday things and, you know, we'll get to it later or like maybe we talk ourselves out of it because we think it's impossible or there's a whole host of reasons why we don't get those swirling thoughts 
all figured out until somebody from the outside comes in and is like, sounds like this is what you want. Is this what you want? And they're like, yes, <laughs> well, let's yeah. get you there. It's so freaking cool. And then when they actually achieve it, like I could cry. I get so excited for these people. Coaching people through this stuff is just the best, the best in the world. It's the best yeah. job. And it's so true. And that's why I have had coaches for the last four or five years, like even in corporate, I always had mentors. I always searched mentors to help me. And I think coaching and having a coach that can just push you and just, I don't know, be there to answer questions or I don't, just be there to support you too. It's so invaluable. And I, yeah, I, I truly do look at all of the coaches that I've had and I'm so grateful them and I'll never stop having a coach. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, someone just always help me yeah. with anything. Well, and sometimes it's also just validating. Like you might have the strategy and the ideas already planned out and it could just be me saying like, yeah, that's what you should do so that you take action on it. Because we will, if we're just left to our own devices, we talk ourselves out of things all the time. And just having somebody be like, yes, you need to do that thing. Like go do it is super powerful. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. Or like, hey, I know where you want to get to. Now here's how to do it. Yes. And here's the easy steps. Honestly, without my mentor in 2020, I wouldn't have been as successful as quickly as I did. I would have stayed at that 100 or 800 to $1,000 price point for probably a year, right? But having her be like, no, do it. <laughs> Raise it. Yeah. Then I did. And then I kept doing it. And then I kept doing it. So it's just, yeah, it's it's just, I'm so grateful. Yeah. I mean, that's like my story. I tell people all the time, it took me like four or five years to get to like the $5,000 price mark on my own because no one yeah. was pushing me. I was terrified. I was trying to figure out things on my own. And then here I am with my photographers in the mastermind, their first elopements ever booked are like $5,000. And I'm like, you guys don't understand how freaking cool this is. Because if left to your own devices, this would not be what you'd be doing. But sometimes it's literally just me telling them to do it. And then they do it. And then it's successful. <laughs> that's actually okay. That's like another win is I had I had another one of my students where I had to do that to her. I was like, you're raising your prices. Like yeah. you, you are worth it. I've seen you like enhance your client experience. I've seen your art and it's so beautiful. You are worth this much money. Do it. <laughs> In a week, she booked four elopements. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're going to raise them again. <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she, she wanted to cry. She was so oh, happy. I, bet. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, this is life changing stuff like helping people build their businesses and make money and profit. This is absolutely life changing stuff. Yeah, I think like I know I talk about the money a lot because it's a very objective way to like show what you're accomplishing because it's just numbers, but like it goes so much deeper than all of that for us, for our students. Like it's it gets deep. So, what's what is on the docket for 2024? I'm excited for 2024. I think the other beauty of owning your own business is that you can always pivot and you can adjust and all of that. When you're working a nine to five, you have to work 40 hours a week. And then you have to work on your side hustles 
after work. So basically what I realized is that I love all of the things I'm doing so much, but this year was a lot because I took on 30 elopements. I bought the A-frame. I had a team. I was traveling. I just had a, a little too much going on where I did start to kind of feel that burnout coming. And so what I decided for next year is I'm scaling back with elopements a lot. Like I, I definitely will never stop doing elopements, but if I can scale back to around 10 to 15 per year, I'm still going to feel excited creatively. And also just being able to give them my all because that's so, so, so important to me. I'll be starting a mastermind in January, which I'm super excited about. And I have some just really exciting things from the education space that I'm looking forward to having time to work on, which I haven't had. And then with the A-frame, I'm I'm just going to keep working on it. And it's kind of my, that I feel like my little side hustle. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's so much fun. And I kind of, I'm just going to keep my eye out for another one because it's been a lot of fun and already like the hospitality aspect has been exciting to me. And I have someone coming to stay for Christmas. So I'm like, I want to decorate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. It's just fun. So yeah, so I think for 2024, it's going to just be kind of the same things in just smaller doses. And I think it's important, you know, when you are going after new things as a multi-passionate entrepreneur to have that kind of seasonality, you know, like you're going to have the seasonality of like, I got to hustle a little bit more. But then yeah, if you feel yourself getting to that burnout spot, You got to pull back and having those years where, okay, this year I'm going to hustle so that next year I can relax. And I think that's really important. I've gone through those, those seasons as well. And for me, this year was definitely more of a relaxing year. I think I'm ready to do a little more hustling next year, maybe, but I also really like not working too hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I look up to you so much in that way. You've talked a lot about having a year of rest. And I've been thinking about that for myself too. I I want to (laughs) force myself to learn how to rest and have more. I feel like every time I start a new hobby, I'm always thinking it from it from a business perspective. And I'd really like to start hobbies where I just do them for fun. So I'm trying to just give myself a little bit more time and not working so much you're pushing me to do that. I've enjoyed my rest. I've been telling people there's been lots of days where I do absolutely nothing. And that's exactly what my nervous system has needed. And it's been really, really nice because I used to be like you, Kelsey, where I couldn't rest. And I thought that that was a part of my personality or something like that. But I really feel like it's because we've pushed ourselves so hard. And it can be very hard to reel ourselves in a little bit when we are so passionate about all the things that we're doing. Like it could be so easy to just work all the time. And then as soon as we get more time, because our work is getting more streamlined and automated, then we fill it with something else. I know we've both done that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like I'm just always filling my time with new things. And then this year I was like, okay, I'm going to fill my time with just laying on the couch doing nothing (laughs) and not feel guilty and not feel like I'm lazy because I'm just not a robot. And people do need that rest and our, our nervous system needs that kind of stuff. But yeah, so I know you're big on burnout and you've helped a lot of people. You've helped tons of couples. I mean, you've probably done 
over a hundred New Hampshire elopement. Oh at this yeah. Point, right. Yeah. yeah. You've built out a team. You're going to have like a team of a frames probably. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Where can people reach you if they want to start following you and your, your journeys, you know, and your a frame, your a frame has its own Instagram, right? Oh, of course it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. So you can follow me. My coaching and travels and all of my personal life is on Kels Converse on Instagram. My website is kelseyconverse.com. And then my A-frame is Morningstar Getaways. Oh, that's so cute. And then if you had to give advice to all the new entrepreneurs out there, whether they're elopement photographers or anyone else, because I do want to kind of not just talk to the elopement photographers, although you you guys are all my favorites, but anybody out there (laughs) wanting to quit their nine to five or they're struggling, like what's some advice that you could give them? What I would say is I always tell my coaching students, I do this for myself, I have them do it, and I really am a big believer in this, is you need to take time to really think about the life that you want. I think it's really important and everyone kind of just dives deep into the entrepreneur space. A lot of people aren't business people. And so what happens is, and I'll speak directly to photographers here, but you can kind of transfer this into anything is you have this art and you're really passionate about this art and then you try to make it into your job and that isn't only going to sell and make you money you have to know the business aspect of things so being able to kind of start off with saying like why am I doing this like why am I becoming an entrepreneur okay and most people tell me they want freedom and so what are the things that are going to give you freedom right and it's not Instagram it's not spending time on Instagram it's not Mm -hmm. putting hours and hours of scrolling and so trying to hone in on making sure that you're doing whatever it is to achieve your goals and no one else's. I think that's what's really going to just really expand your business and make you successful in your own way. And that's, I guess, another point of view too, is don't look at anyone else for success. It's really what may, whatever makes you happy, it should be your own version of success. Yes. Ugh, I love all of that. It's just so important. And I just don't think enough people talk about this. It's very, it's just all very glamorized. And I think it's really important for people to, to know that and to just know that they're not alone either in this, in this journey. Yes. And that's exactly why I have all my students start by like writing down their vision for their life, because everything in your life has to be taking you towards that vision. And if you don't have a vision, that's when you get overwhelmed by the the algorithm (laughs) or trends or whatever. It just takes you off on all these tangents that have nothing to do with you finding success in your life. Like, I don't care what other people are doing. Like, I have my vision. I'm working towards it. I understand marketing. I understand that just being a good photographer is not going to build a business. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to be a good business owner as well. And yeah, the whole... Instagram thing. I've been on a soapbox about Instagram. Like all people do on there anymore is doom scroll. It's not the marketing platform it used to be back in the day. So I'm glad you brought up all those things. Yeah. I have one more piece of advice. Can I do that? Give it to us. Okay. 
This is one thing that I have learned, especially being a service provider, and this could go for any entrepreneur. If you treat others like people, they will also treat you like a human. A lot of business owners treat their businesses like a business to their clients. And I think there is like a certain boundary, but then they get upset when those clients are also crossing the boundaries or they're not treating them like a human. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really, really, really important to remember that if you treat them with respect and you care about them and you're doing everything possible to make them happy, they're going to do the same to you. Yes, and I, I love that. I think that's really, really important to remember because especially with Facebook groups nowadays and you go in and ask questions about a contract or someone asked you this or said this to you and you get all of this advice about like basically sending contracts and lawyers and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Just be a good human. Yeah, <laughs> they, They'll usually be a good human back to you 90% of the time. That's so true. And I've definitely experienced that more at higher price points. I will have to say that that people are more appreciative of of us and treat us more like people. 100%. But yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't do what's in my contract because I just do what's best for the couple. And we talk things out and we come to a conclusion that works for all of us. And it's not like me throwing the contract in their face like no, I'm not doing this because of the contract, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Facebook groups are awful places for advice. Awful. Yeah. But yeah, if you're feeling icky about a certain situation or how maybe you dealt with it, that's when you know it's wrong, right? And you can always go back and make it better. Totally. And I love how one of the first programs you kind of launched for coaching was about the client experience. And that was like the whole thing. Cause I do that more towards the end. And I love how you're like, no, I'm doing that first. And that's, what's so cool about like education. Cause we have our own different ways of doing things and seeing things. And you're like, no, I want to, the foundations for this program and this business is going to be client experience, which is so cool. Well, it was so great having you. I loved chatting and I can't wait to see you launch your mastermind and all the things. And yeah, I just love how everything is going for you. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so glad we get to work together and that you're on the podcast today. I know. Thank you so much, Megan. I feel so honored to be here. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week.